Oh, I see Danny Hicks. Join us on Facebook Live if you would like to join in because it is time for this week's Sports and All. Good day, Danny. What's cooking? You know, I'll just, what's the name of that artist? Jutty Ranks? Jutty Ranks, aye. Is that, is that a singer or, or rhyming slang? <laughs> All right, enough. <laughs> Let's talk golf and F1 and stuff. <laughs> All right, no, well, football first, I think, because uh, it's been quite a week for Manchester City. Uh, won the League Cup last Sunday. I have to say, absolutely dominant performance. So the, the, the score lied. 1-0 to City was not justice because they absolutely dominated Tottenham. Her, uh, for whom I think the lesson is don't sack your manager five days before a cup final. But uh, And 8,000 8, spectators in Wembley Stadium, uh, 2,000 from each club and 4,000 sort of NHS workers and being rewarded. And, it, and it, there was an atmosphere. It was lovely to watch a football match in England with an, uh, even with an actual crowd and an atmosphere. And we hope, obviously, that doesn't become a super spreader event and cause everything to be locked down again. But, you know, just baby steps that we're getting somewhere back to normal in sport. Yeah. So first trophy this season for Manchester City last week, the League Cup, fourth in a row League Cup. So, I mean, they've, they've won six out of the last eight League Cups. I mean, they're absolutely dominant in that competition. Then, of course, they had to go midweek to Paris to play the mighty PSG Champions League final finalists last season in the first leg semi-final of this season's Champions League. Kylian Mbappe... Neymar and all went 1-0 down but came back and got a great result 2-1 to Manchester City in pole position going in the home leg on Tuesday mm -hmm. against PSG and now this weekend they can win the Premier League uh, with four games to go should they beat Crystal Palace tomorrow and Manchester, City, uh, Manchester United lose to Liverpool on Sunday then they will be crowned Premier League champions with four matches to go, as I say. So it's it's been a terrific week. And, of course, if they win and Man United draw, then it's all over by the sh by the shouting. They they need six points to guarantee it. But, uh, you know, such it's got such a superior goal difference and things like that. Mm. You know, uh, Man United really need to beat Liverpool, but, of course, on Sunday. But, of course, Liverpool really need to beat Man United to try and hang on to their hopes of getting into the top four in Champions League football next season. So, Well, let me ask our listeners to join us on Facebook Live because you are the experts along with Danny. I've just got a simple text here from Rick. It says United 6, Roma 2. That's all it says. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. And of course, I was going to say, uh, Liverpool are going to face Man United in, in rampant form, you have to say at the moment. 6-2 overnight uh, against Roma in the semi-final of the Europa League. Mm -hmm. Looks like they're in the final of that already, which, of course, they won uh, a few seasons ago. Yeah. Uh, under Jose Mourinho, I think, uh, funnily enough. Is that a dig, Danny? last week. Well, it just shows you that the man can win cup finals. It does indeed. I don't know why Tottenham got rid of him, you know, just before. But, you know, I've had that, that, that ship has sailed now. And uh, What's he going to do? Tottenham. I mean, what, you know, what obvious, obvious pun to question. What next? What next for Jose Mourinho? Well, it seems like, you know, his last couple of excursions in the Premier League at Manchester United and, and Tottenham have not been the best, although he did, as I say, win the Europa League with, with Manchester United and, and got them into the Champions League. Um, but that, that was never a marriage made in heaven. Mm. And it's gone wrong at Tottenham for whatever reasons, which will all no doubt come out in some sort of documentary or biography or some revelations in the Sunday papers in, in weeks and months and years to come. Um, but it looks like, you know, who, who would touch him now in the, in, in, in the Premier League, having had sort of two failures by his own standards after his great runs at Chelsea in the past where he's won championship after championship. Um, 
Forget. I mean, he, he is. He's one of. The, he's the only manager, one of the few managers to have won Champions League with different clubs, with Inter and with Porto. Uh, and uh, you know, he's managed Real Madrid. He's not, for whatever you think of him, he he gets results normally, but it just obviously didn't didn't work out at Tottenham. Where he will go next? There's talk of him going to Celtic. Or to Scotland. I mean, I can't see that happening. I mean, you know, you heard it here. I think. It, I think <laughs> if he wants and he he wants the very highest level, if he goes back into management, he'll be looking at maybe Juventus, who've fallen from grace after winning seven Serie A in a row uh, up till this season and are struggling to get in the Champions League places this season. They've fallen from grace. So Juventus, maybe he he will go in there somewhere like that, a mm. big big club in, in another league in another country. He's managed in Italy before to great success with Inter Milan, where he, he won a treble of sorts, um, uh, including the Champions League back in 2011, I think. So he's got pedigree in Italy. Really, I, I don't see him going to Germany. I think it's, and I don't see him go back to Spain. So I think it's either Italy or France. Italy, the favourites for me. Or he takes his uh, he takes his money, which he no doubt got as a payoff for having his contract terminated early. Uh, uh, that would have involved millions and millions of, of dollars or pounds, whichever way you want to look at it. And he'll go off and just uh, enjoy himself and relax for a while. And why shouldn't he? Indeed. Um, yeah, that absolutely. Money. I don't know. I, I think if I had that amount of money, I don't don't know if that uh, he's just, he's the same age as me, uh, getting getting towards you know mid fifties. Um, you know, I don't know if I had that amount of money, I'd be I'd be wanting to work uh, day in day out again. But you know, football's in his blood. We'll see where that goes. But some other pivotal games this weekend. Um, you know, top and bottom of the table. Five games to go, really, for most clubs. So it, it's the nub end of the season. Sheffield United already relegated, and I think you know West Brom can pretty much join them if they lose on Monday to Wolves, uh, home to Wolves, <coughs> because. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Hello there, Bob Fleming. They'll yeah. only have four games left after that. If the teams above them all get points this weekend, they could actually be relegated. I mean, if Brighton win, they will all but be relegated if they lose to, to Wolves. And and the problem for West Brom is, when you look at their last four six fixes, they're going to have to win four out of the last four five games to have a chance of staying up. And the next four games after Wolves are ridiculous. I mean, they will play Arsenal away, Liverpool at home, West Ham who are fifth at home, mm. and then Leeds away. They have not got an easy... In fact, they've probably got the toughest final four games of any team in the division. So I think West Brom, bye-bye. We'll see, see you again. Another <laughs> and it looks odds on that Fulham are going to join them. They're playing Chelsea tomorrow in a West London derby. Chelsea in really good form as well. Great result midweek. Uh, drawing 1-1 at Real Madrid uh, in the in the Champions League semi-final, so they're in a good position. It could be an all all British, uh, all English Champions League final. Chelsea against Man City, which would be a repeat of uh, the, the the FA Cup semi-final we saw a few weeks ago when Chelsea came out on top. Mm. So um, uh, they they they're in a good position against Real Madrid. You expect them to, to to do the business against Fulham, and that will all but condemn Fulham, especially if the teams above them, Burnley, Southampton, Newcastle, all seem to be in a little bit of form, and Brighton get something out of their games. But uh, So Palace v Man City is the one that kicks us off tomorrow. Man City will really have one hand on the trophy if they win that game, as you'd expect them to do the form they're in at the moment. And then the big one on, on Sunday, Manchester United v Liverpool, whether there's anything at stake or not, it's always a massive, massive fixture for fans of those two clubs. 
Man United are the same rampant form at the moment, 6-2 last night. Liverpool stuttering and stumbling through this season, not really there at the races. But in a one-off game like this, you know, it's not really a derby because they're not from the same city, but it's kind of a, it's one of those old rivalries that means, you know, form goes out the window and, and anything can happen in this sort of game. That'd be my pick of the games of this weekend. But uh, yeah, top and bottom issues to be solved. We've got Everton against Aston Villa. West Ham trying to keep in, in those uh, Champions League places. They go to Burnley on Monday night. Burnley had a fantastic win last week, 4-0. So, you know, there's no easy games at the moment and time is running out for these teams to, to position themselves somewhere for the final three, four games. Um, what does your two, your, what does your two yeah. dollars go on, if anything, from all the lot you've just spoken well, about? Well, Man City are going to win the league. It's just a question of when. If they do it this week, it'll just be a fantastic... they do it this weekend, it'll just cap off a, a wonderful week for them, won't it, with a trophy, a great semi-final win against the, the might of PSG, and then... And then, and then winning the trophy. Yeah. And it looks odds on now. I mean, Newcastle came into form. They looked like they'd be in a bit of trouble. Brighton as well. But, you know, it looks odds on now. West Brom are going to join Sheffield United and Fulham. They just don't seem to score enough goals, Fulham. They play well enough in plenty of games, but they just don't seem to have it up front for me. So I think Fulham, seven points adrift there with only five games to go. That's a big ask, and uh, like I say, they're going to lose to Chelsea tomorrow, I think, and that's probably them gone. So it's a derby um, then, really, basically? It's a derby, yeah. It's derbies all round. Chelsea v Fulham. You've got Man United v Liverpool. Uh, those are the games to watch this weekend. Uh, but also this weekend, we have the return of Formula One. Hey, uh, Nick's got his finger poised on the keyboard there. Join us on Facebook Live. <laughs> Portuguese Grand Prix. Before we come, come on to what might happen at... Uh, the Autodromo de Portimao down there in the Algarve, which I know very well because I used to go on a golfing holiday every year to the Algarve. And I used to drive past the circuit to a couple of the golf courses uh, regularly and always thought it looked right for a Formula One race. So well, it's great. He's got it now. Um, but before we come on to that, it's yeah. um, been announced this week that F1 is going to experiment with sprint qualifying in three races this season. They're going to shake up the qualifying again. I'm glad they're doing it as an experiment and just going to try it out. It must be said rather than go the because they've had a few disasters with tinkering with qualifying in the past. Who can forget? Is it 2016 with the old countdown clock, 90 seconds elimination, and cars were getting eliminated before they even got on track because they couldn't get out on track on time. <laughs> yeah. An absolute disaster was dropped after two races, went back to the old system, Q1, Q. Q2, Q3. But what is that going to mean? I mean, it's going to be rolled out at Silverstone at the British Grand Prix in July yep. for the first time. And it's going to shake up the race weekend because there's going to basically be action on all three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, to get your teeth into it. No longer will we have Friday where they just go round and round and round in two practice sessions. Friday's going to be a one-hour practice in the morning. Then there's going to be the three-part qualifying as we have now, Q1, Q2, Q3, mm-hmm. five cars eliminated, so on, to decide the grid for the sprint race on Saturday. Now, that will be identical in terms of qualifying, but the team, what they have to do now is that the, the, the time you set in Q2, your fastest time, you have to start the race on. For this new format, that won't, they'll have a free choice of tyres for the sprint race, which means the teams can go on the strategy they want. The sprint race will be 100 kilometres, which will, in Formula 1 sounds a long way, but it's about 25, 30 minutes in, in Formula 1 turn. There'll be no compulsory pit stop. They can use one set of tyres, two set of tyres, any strategy they want. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it'll be interesting to see how it works and, and, and whether it does jazz stuff up. But there'll be meaningful action on the track all three days for the fans. There'll be qualifying Friday. There'll be a sprint race Saturday. And, of course, the finishing positions in the sprint race will then decide the grid positions for the main race on Sunday, which will be exactly the same as it is now, um, with the exception that cars, again, will have a free choice of tyre for that, whereas now they have to go on their Q2 tyre. Cars at the front will have a free choice of tyre, so teams can mix up their strategies any way they want. So it's going to be a big change, and the drivers have been asked, you know, uh, what they think of it, and it's broadly be, been welcomed by them. Uh, and certainly, Max Verstappen sounds like he's in favour. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm just curious to see what's going to happen. Um, I'm not, <coughs> let's say, for it or against it. I'm just excited to see what what it's going to bring. Uh, of course, extra points to uh, to grab, um, and uh, yeah, hopefully, it's going to bring excitement to the fans as well because we, you can you can choose your start tire. We know it's of course a shorter race distance. So hopefully, you will see uh, a few surprises in there. Yeah, I think it will be interesting, you know, and, and and especially if you get a big pile up at the first corner in the sprint race, it's gonna that's gonna shake things up for the for the race on Sunday. Um, Lewis Hamilton obviously is leading the world championship by one point, having a ding dong battle with Matt Verstappen in the two races so far. Looks like theirs is the the, the sort of the boxing match we've wanted at the at the head of the grid for some time. And Lewis was asked about it as well. Obviously, he's been the talk of the paddock this week overnight in the press conference. He's not so keen on it as Max Verstappen, but he thinks it's good that F1 are starting to experiment. I've always said that we need to have some sort of different format at certain races through the year. There's some tracks, particularly places like Monaco, for example, which is beautiful to be at, but it's it's not a, an exciting race necessarily. So. Um, I like that they're, they're being open-minded, they're ch- making changes, and um, I think from those those experimental kind of weekends, I think hopefully the sport will learn lots on how we can deploy better races moving forwards. Yeah, and I think even if this is going to be a success, uh, the powers that be in F1 have said they're not going to introduce it every race. Some races, I think they've got to pick and choose the circuits they do this. You, what you want in a qualifying sprint race is a circuit where overtaking is possible, where the DRS zones count. You wouldn't want to do it at somewhere like Monaco where overtaking is impossible because basically it's going to be a procession. The order they start the sprint race is the order they're going to finish and, and end up on the grid. You, and we don't want to see that. But, uh, you know, probably the, the, the veteran of the grid is, is Kimi Raikkonen. who has been around, what, for 20-odd years now, uh, won the world title in 2007. He's seen it all in terms of the qualifying changes they've introduced in the past. Can you remember 2004, 2005, I think it was 2006, they had the one tyre qualifying and they had to have one tyre which lasted all of qualifying and all of the race and there were no pit stops allowed. It was an absolute disaster, so boring, nobody liked it. But, you know, Raikkonen's gone through that, he's gone through all the tinkering and, you know, he's he's seen it all and I think, listen to this, he remains to be convinced that it's a good idea. There's obviously more chances in uh, I don't know, another race start, things can go against you or, or you can benefit. So like every weekend, if you have a good weekend, you're happy. If you're bad, you are not that great. And I think it's, it divides many people, but let's, let's do one and uh, see how, how it plans out. Anyway, that's all to come. That's all for us to look forward to later in the year. Like I say, the first race that's going to happen is Silverstone. Second one is likely to be Monza, the Italian Grand Prix. And there's going to be one non-European race, probably Brazil, 
But I, I don't think it'd be Abu Dhabi the last race of the season. I don't think they want to put anything experimental into that if mm. the championship was in the balance. But uh, I think it's good they're tinkering and having a look. And, and if it works, we'll go with it. And if it doesn't, let's think again. I think it's the right approach rather than imposing it as a blanket new qualifying method for the whole season and then having to drop it embarrassingly like they did a few years ago. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but going to the race this weekend, wow, what a cracker. I mean, everyone is saying the Red Bulls have the advantage in power and speed. Toto Wolff saying it, Lewis Hamilton saying it, but Lewis is, is leading the championship by only one point. They've shared one race each, one second place each so far, Bahrain, and that rain-affected one, in that thriller really in Imola where, where Hamilton spun off and had to work his way back up a second. There's been some great racing so far. Portimao's a great circuit. There's going to be some more great, great racing this weekend. It's Lewis v, uh, v Max all the way. Um, mm. I can't wait. I'll be tuning in for qualifying and the race Saturday and Sunday. Take care, Danny. See what you think next week. That's Danny Hicks with this week's Sports and All. 